Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Hey, welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall with Extra Mile Billing. And today we're discussing how to find great therapists. So are you constantly replacing staff members? Maybe wondering how to find those great therapists who want to stick with you for the long term? Then I think this episode's for you. So make sure to grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the conversation. So our guest today is Dr. Erica Tippy, the Director of Therapy Services at Victory Ridge Academy. Dr. Tempe did her doctoral thesis on tele-AAC, and this, bear in mind, was before any pandemic. So she's definitely a forward thinker, and she's a huge advocate for her patients, uh, going as far as to start the first charter school in Florida, providing Medicaid services for IEP one-on-one. So I've asked her here today to help share with some of us or some of her strategies for finding the right therapists. Welcome, Erica. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you. And uh, yeah, if, if you could just start for our listeners, give us a short background of your experience as the director and kind of the number of staff you've worked with over the years. Absolutely. So in my past 12 years with Victor Ridge Academy here, I've worked with hundreds of therapists, plural, hundreds of therapists wow. over, the, um, over the decade plus time. I started here um, many years ago as a teacher and worked my way on up through to the director of therapy, um, including doing my um, doctorate in speech-language pathology at the University of Central Florida. Go Knights! Fantastic. So uh, thank you for that. And I want to start with, I, I thought it wasn't easy, but it's definitely a crucial question. Um, what are some of the red flags that you're looking for? when you're performing these new hires, when you're trying to bring people on the team? Absolutely. The first thing that I'm looking for is how they talk about former employers and how they talk about their patients. Yeah. So I start with, tell me about yourself. And I'm looking for just an open-ended, get to know them, establish a connection. And then the elusive, why are you looking for a new job question Mm -hmm. I love answers that focus on professional growth or spend time with my children, spend time with my family, things like that. Um, Red flags to me are, I didn't like my last boss or anything that starts with, I don't want to speak badly about my last clinic, but, Mm -hmm. and then we start going. And then when I ask them about who they've worked with in the past, I want to see positive person first language. I want to learn about children with autism, individuals with communication needs, individuals mm. with motor impairments. I don't want to hear um, phrases that that focus on the disability first and the person second. So those are some first things mm. I look, with, look at. And the um, second major thing I look at is what do they know about me? What have they done their, their research? Have they looked at my social media? Have they even Googled where I'm at? Um, you know, we all have our interview horror stories over the years. Some of them, um, I get on the call and they don't know that I'm located in Florida. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So what do you know about Victory Ridge Academy? And, um, and so it's a little bit of a, 
you know, waving red flag, but a little mini flag of, I don't know anything about VRA. I just found you guys on the internet. And mm-hmm. I applied. So I want, to me, that red flag is looking at what is your preparedness for therapy? Maybe yeah. I'm making a long jump, but you're coming to an interview with me. And if you're not prepared, um, that starts to be red flag to me. Well, what are you going to do to prepare for work each day? What are you going to do to prepare for your time spent with your client? And then um, one of my major third red flags is um, when I ask about how they manage their workload expectations. Hmm. We all know work therapists are overworked. We have preparation, evaluation, documentation, working with families, and you know, working with insurances. And um, they kind of look at me with a blank stare and they don't really feel like they've got a lot doing, they're not doing a lot. They're mm. like, and it's really easily. I just, you know, I show up, I see my students, I see my clients, I go home. I, I manage pretty well with a list or with an agenda. Mm. And um, I don't want to read too much into their answer, but that starts to be a red flag to me that um, maybe their level of, of ownership or growth over the years is um, not as great as what I want it to be for my facility. Yeah. Or they might be um, a novice in their profession and not really truly understand the scope. As we know, there's many things that, SLPs, OTs, and PTs do that are not billable. We write letters for insurance for um, for our patients to have equipment that they need, have communication devices that they need. Um, We refer them to other providers for swallow studies, and we have to follow up for their Mm -hmm. need. They have had their swallow study. So if they're um, kind of checking into work and checking out of work, and they don't give me that, yeah, it's a lot to manage, isn't it? But we make it. I just try to prioritize, um, you know, the needs in front of me and ensuring that I'm giving each of my patients my great attention and support. That starts to be a red flag for me that maybe they don't um, have the same the work ethic of somebody that I want at my clinic. Yeah. And um, maybe they're too early in their career for the demands that I have. I got you. It sounds like you're really looking for that almost like a self-starter mentality um, exactly. or at least someone who's willing to, to learn, to grow into that role. Learn to grow. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. My question I ask last in every, in every interview before I say, and what questions do you have for me is, um, if I were to walk into a therapy session of yours with any client of your imagination, mm-hmm. and you can only have one item in your hands, what would I see? And this is for me, the last, um, either red flag or we have our beige flags, our new phenomenon of beige flags. This can be a a red flag for me because it tells me, um, what kind of therapist they are. Mm. OTs love to come in and have therapy. They love to have, um, balloons and balls. That's telling me you're interactive. Gotcha. A speech language pathologist says, I like if I only have one thing, I need to have a book with me because mm. we can do WH questioning, vocabulary, turn taking, direction following, things like that. Um, if I hear the word iPad come out, red flag, red yeah. flag. Got um, it. Wow. Yeah. 
that tells me what kind of interventionist they are without me observing one of their sessions. Mm. Um, I think the most interesting uh, response I've received over the years, I had one OT talk to me about a metronome. And I said, tell me more. I want to know what you're doing with the metronome. Yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Interesting. She's working on pacing, Hmm. um, helping desensitize the child to auditory noise because they can be made to just turn on and buzz. And um, on getting them the rhythmic routine of their writing that they needed to have. And also on the rhythmic routine of our speech that we call prosody. She was doing all of that with the metronome. That was a great answer. Um, So that is one of my um, key questions that I always ask. That is, um, there's a lot of weight for me um, on red flags is, um, are you a, a sit and get with an iPad person? Or are you getting out of the chair and you're um, engaging your client in a meaningful session? I love it. That is honestly, I mean, so much gold in there. I'm sure people are just like, oh, crap. Yeah, I know. Yep. I I know that person. And uh, so tell me a little bit on the flip side. So those are your red flags. What are some of the positive traits uh, that you look for in interviewing your potential hires? I'm looking for somebody who speaks kindly about why they want to have a positive, a a change in their position. I'm looking for somebody who comes prepared with questions. Hmm. And um, I am looking for somebody who has put thought, thought into who they are as a person and a therapist and who they are not. Hmm. They will tell me up front, I'm very much like pediatrics, but that burst to three region is not really my thing. I don't consider myself a jack of all trades. They've okay. done that reflective work, that introspection on that. Um, mm. I am I am not afraid to hire a new grad. And so um, I'm looking for somebody who shows positivity during their um, interview and stick with itness. My interview process is three interviews long. Wow. The first wow. one is with me while I am the clinic director. Um, the first one is with me. The second one is with a panel. So then when hmm. I have my panel come in, I have my some of my lead therapists um, across multiple disciplines, not just discipline specific to what they're interviewing for. Interesting. And um, I have them come in. And then the, the third round is a site visit. And I want them to spend time with my clients. So. But to circle back to your question of what my the positive traits are, I'm looking for somebody who first is willing to stick with that free interview process with me. Yeah. So um, I in, invest in my staff, and so they need to invest a little in me as well. And so, um, and then they have to have in that second interview. I want to see that they've learned from the first interview. Mm. If, um, I give them feedback after the end of my first interview, and I say, these are some great things that you talked about. I'm going to advance you to the next phase to meet with my panel. Know that they are going to ask you about A, B, and C. (laughs) Because I know my staff. And when those questions come up, I'm looking to see, are they prepared? Did they go home and do their homework? That I Hmm. told them, my, you know, my occupational therapist is going to ask, do you know about OT and have you ever co-treated with an OT or have you ever experienced someone in sensory crisis? Got it. Say to her, no, I don't know what OT is, even though I've prepared you that she's going to ask that. That's a red flag. Absolutely. Um, 
And I think the most um, positive trait that I look for in a potential hire is a, a passion for the discipline mm. and a passion for my patient population. Um, I, it's really hard to articulate the feeling that I get when someone comes in the room and I know what, how the interview is going to go. Yeah. Um, and the energy that they bring to the situation. I truly believe that if when all of our adults, when we click well as adults, the kids the, are the easy part. That's mm. So how are they going to mesh with my existing team? What is their personality with my existing team that I have? That makes and a lot so, of sense. Um, I'm also looking for um, authenticity and a realistic um, explanation of their areas of strength and weakness. Yeah. Do not need somebody who, who knows everything already. I sure. have a fantastic team of 40 therapists who together we're stronger together. We know everything. I like somebody who is, is realistic about their um, areas of strength and weakness. And um, that, that question, that red flag question, what I'm, like I said, what I'm looking for is, what kind of intervention they do with the student, yeah. how are they getting out of their chair? Um, and um, how are they managing their, their workload and their expectations? Because um, we operate here under a workload approach versus a productivity approach. So we take into account that indirect time as well. And gotcha. how do we manage all of those? And then um, I also, um, I place weight on the tell me about yourself question. Mm -hmm. I want to hear who they identify as a person. And so I'm looking for somebody who is well-rounded. So I like hearing about individuals who say, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I, I'm active in my church, I am you know, working in the community doing these things. Um, I have great hobbies or uh, I'm in that phase of life where I wish I could have hobbies. My kids just keep me so busy or my parents, my elderly parents keep me so busy. Sure. And that lets me know on, on their kind of a glimpse of their interpersonal skills. Yeah. If they come in and say, I've been a therapist for this many years, I've served this kinds of students, these kinds of patients. Next question. I'm not getting, if I have to pull from them, I'm struggling to know them as a person. Yeah. So I am looking for somebody who as a person um, is willing to share a little bit about who they are outside of work. So. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of this conversation where we're really focused on the red flags and the positive characteristics of those therapists. Join us next week and we're going to finish the conversation with Dr. Erica Tempe and she's going to talk to you a little bit more about... Uh, what you should be doing to find therapists. So the million dollar questions uh, that are burning in your mind uh, that I see on Facebook all the time, tune in next week as we're going to finish that conversation. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics, that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link at extramilebilling.com.